welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Welcome to the future in America, a future where there has been another civil war. This time, however, it wasn't about enslaved people. It was about abortion. So what was decided? It was decided that abortion would become illegal. However, if you got pregnant and did not want the child, you could do something called storking that child, which basically means you could have that child and leave it on anyone's doorstep you wanted. Yep, that's right. Anyone who found a baby on their doorstep in the morning had to take it in as their own child. Hmm, you see some problems with this? <laughs> yeah. Or the alternative was, if you didn't want to keep your kid around, between the ages of 13 and 18, you could have them unwound. What's an unwinding, you ask? Well, basically it means that if you decide you no longer want your child <laughs> during those precious teenage years, you can basically sign them up to go off to a harvest camp where they can enjoy the last few weeks of their life in style. But of course, they're not really dead because what happens is when their unwinding time comes up, they go in with a highly skilled team of doctors who basically take all of their body apart. And here's the best part. They put all of those into needy people. Say you've gotten paralyzed from a horrible accident. Don't worry. Surely there'll be a child that's been unwound that will supply you with a new spine. You see where this is going. Riza, Connor, and Lev all find themselves in the same predicament. They've all been scheduled to be unwound. However, Lev is the only one who's going voluntarily. He's been raised with this idea since the time he was born. After all, he's the tenth child, and his parents always tithe to their church 10%. So... He is going to be one of those kids that ends up at a harvest camp, not because his parents didn't want him anymore, but basically he's being given up for the good of society. Right before Lev is going to go off to the harvest camp, now that he's 13, his parents throw him a massive party. It's a huge celebration of his life. And Lev is super excited. Of Lev's many brothers and sisters, Marcus has been the quietest all evening. It's unlike him. Lev should have known something was going to happen. Lev, at 13, is the youngest of 10. Marcus, at 28, is the oldest. He flew halfway across the country to be here at Lev's tithing party, and yet he's barely danced or spoken or been part of any of the festivities. He's also drunk. Lev has never seen Marcus drunk. It happens after the formal toasts are given, when Lev's cake is being cut and distributed. It doesn't start as a toast. It starts just as a moment between brothers. Congrats, little bro, Marcus says, giving him a powerful hug. Lev can smell the alcohol on Marcus's breath. Today, you're a man, sort of. Their father, sitting at the head of the table just a few feet away, Let's out a nervous chuckle. Thanks, sort of, Lev responds. He glances at his parents. His father waits to see what's coming next. His mother's pinched expression makes Lev feel tense. 
Marcus stares at Lev with a smile that doesn't hold any of the emotion a smile usually comes with. What do you think of all this? He asks Lev. It's great. Of course it is. All these people here for you. It's an amazing night. Amazing. Yeah, says Love. He's not sure where this is going, but he knows it's going somewhere. I'm having the time of my life. Damn right. The time of your life. Gotta wrap up all those life events, all those parties into one. Birthdays, wedding, funeral. He turns to look at their father. Very efficient, right, Dad? That's enough. Their father says quietly, but it only makes Marcus get louder. What? I'm not allowed to talk about it? Oh, that's right. This is a celebration. I almost forgot. Lev wants Marcus to stop, but at the same time, he doesn't. Mom stands up and says in a voice more forceful than Dad's, Marcus, sit down. You're embarrassing yourself. By now, everyone in the banquet hall has stopped whatever they were doing and are tuned into the unfolding family drama. Marcus, seeing he has the room's attention, picks up someone's half-empty glass of champagne and holds it high. Here's to my brother, Lev, Marcus says, and to our parents, who have always done the right thing, the appropriate thing, who have always given generously to charity, who have always given 10% of everything to our church. Hey, Mom, we're lucky you had 10 kids instead of five. Otherwise, we'd end up having to cut Lev off at the waist. Gasps from all those assembled, people shaking their heads. Such disappointing behavior from an eldest son. Now, Dad comes up and grabs Marcus's arm tightly. You're done, Dad says. Sit down. Marcus shakes Dad's arm off. Oh, I'll do better than sit down. Now there are tears in Marcus's eyes as he turns to Lev. I love you, bro. And I know this is your special day, but I can't be a part of this. He hurls the champagne glass against the wall, where it shatters, spraying fragments of crystal all over the buffet table. Then he turns and storms out with such steady confidence in his stride that Lev realizes he's not drunk at all. And for the first time in his life, Lev begins to have doubts. Doubts about him being a tithe. Can he go through with this? Unwind by Neil Schusterman. <laughs>